8th of March, everyone, or happy Monday, and welcome to this 8th of March International Women's Day special on the Guest Podcast. We decided we're going to dedicate this day to our guest alumni and uh, what they're doing right now. Uh, and uh, we're going to especially talk to one guest alumni from Nigeria called Chinene Anekwe. We're going to call her up later on. But first, I want to introduce a person who actually helped start this podcast with us back in January 2020, but who has so far not been on the podcast, but she's been involved with it since the beginning. Everyone out there, please welcome Vietis Olafsdottir. Vietis, welcome to the Gets Podcast for the very first time. Thank you. And it's very nice to be on the podcast for the first time. It's a pleasure and I've enjoyed the shows a lot. Um, when do you listen to the Gets Podcast? Um, when I'm driving, when I'm running, yeah, different occasions, sometimes cleaning at my home, depends, putting together IKEA furniture quite yes. a bit. When is the best time to listen to the guest podcast, in your opinion? Mm, I think I uh, was probably, I listened to most of them, I think, when I was putting together, I can't remember what kind of furniture, oh no, I was painting something. You told me you were painting and listening to guest, po- guest podcast at one brilliant. point. That was brilliant, then yeah. it was really nice, listened to I don't know how many in a row, that was oh, really? very, very lovely, yeah. No, but it's been very, very nice so far. And um, I have enjoyed the different themes, uh, but until now, and one of the reasons for why that is, is that we haven't had that many fellows in country since we started the podcast, is that we haven't talked to our alumni as much as we would love to. It's time for us to dedicate an episode to our alumni, who we are so proud of. And why not do it on the International Women's Day? Exactly. So just to put it in context, and if our listeners don't know, we have now 152 guest alumni. And these 152 guest alumni are all people that have completed a diploma program in international gender studies at the University of Iceland. And they come from 25 different countries. And it's just amazing to look into the work they are actually doing uh, back home. And they all share the experience of having spent five months in this very cold island in the north that they probably never had heard of before they joined the program. Mm -hmm. And so they have this shared uh, experience and hopefully many of them or most of them are now working on gender-sensitive projects or research back in their home countries. So that's what we did on Friday. Instead of uh, looking into what we would do ourselves on a Monday, the International Women's Day, we decided to reach out to our guest alumni and ask what they are up to. And we got a lot of very nice answers. Yes. I think I, think I want to start with, uh, with this one here. Um, this one is like not... Because most of the answers we got was from, were from uh, very recent uh, fe- fellows or alumni to the guest program. Uh, but I have one here from Fida Al-Sanin from 2000. She was a guest fellow in... 2014 and she is from the Palestinian territories and she says right now I'm working on a series of bi-weekly seminars with young progressive feminists in Gaza and the project is supported by something called the Rosa Luxemburg uh, Stiftung uh, in Germany uh, where I believe actually Fida is residing currently she's living in Germany as far as I know and Fida, if you're listening to this and that's not true anymore, (laughs) write a comment underneath or something like that or send us an update. But she's basically uh, uh, saying that uh, 
that she got inspired by the gender and intersectionality course that we're running on edX. That's amazing. To do this. So she wanted to do a series of online seminars. Uh so and and she's thinking of like these these uh, online seminars as a way of sort of stimulating the the nucleus for for feminist organizing in Gaza. Um and I mean it's a closed space it's not something anyone can just uh join because discussing gender and sex and sexuality is still such a taboo uh in Gaza. So they use Zoom for for this in a closed group they have a they have a syllabus. And before each seminar, they read uh, particular materials that they then, you know, come together and discuss. And I just thought this was such a, such an awesome project. It is. And it also just reminds us that um, a lot of, there are a lot of positive things that have actually come out of the pan- pandemic. And one of it is that people are just getting more familiar with and, and comfortable, comfortable with, with yeah. having online seminars. And it's not an issue. So that... Is I imagine it's it's a great development for, for example, uh, grassroots w- groups in yeah. Gaza that don't travel as freely as as we all w- wished for them to be able to. So and I think that's actually just absolutely great. And just to put it in context as well, um, so until now we've had twenty six fellows coming from Palestine, so both Gaza and West Bank, of course, majority from the West Bank, um, and we're always hoping to get more and more people representing Palestine in our program. And so far, it's been great. Um, and we also have um, a, a partnership agreement with Birzeit University in the West Bank, where we have had quite a lot of fellows um, coming and joined, who have joined the program through, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who listened to the podcast from fr- Friday last week with uh, Isla Jat, she is from Birzeit U- University. Exactly. It's all connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Um, so it was also a pleasure to see um, one of only two people representing Sri Lanka commenting on our um, on our question about what they're up to. I want to mention Nadia Najab from Sri Lanka. She joined the guest program in 2020. Um, it was actually the first year where Sri Lanka, a representative from Sri Lanka, joined the guest program. And she's now sharing a study uh, that she finalized in end of 2020 about life at home during COVID-19 in Sri Lanka. And it's actually a study that she conducted um, due to the guest alumni seminar that we hosted in 2020. So in the end of 2020, we asked a few candidates who applied to do a short research or uh, a small research back in their home country and presented at the online seminar that we had 18th of December uh, 2020. So it's very nice to see that Nadia is actually sharing the findings of her research in a broader context. Exactly. I've stopped. Exactly. Taking it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Then there are just like some short stories here. I just want to mention we have uh, guest fellows from 2020 from Uganda. We have uh, Alena Simwe. Uh, She was actually the first ever guest on the guest podcast when we were taking our first steps uh, you know, to to making episodes, she was the first person we we actually put on the on the guest podcast, uh, and she is part of a, a company called Include Consults, spelled I N K L O O D. Include Consults, um, which is a gender advisory firm in Uganda, 
uh, and there's not a lot of information on it here. I wrote to Alan to get like more information about this, which sounds super in interesting. And we have Jamila Yusuf from uh, Nigeria, also a 2020 guest fellow, who writes that right now she's collaborating with some PhD students from Stanford University on a grant-funded project aimed at providing intervention in some parts of northern Nigeria where the worst gender disparities are uh, when it comes to access in education. And uh, there's no website or no in information about this because they're taking sort of their first steps in this uh, collaboration. So that's also extremely interesting. We also have from Uganda uh, our former fellow Shana Shamim. Uh, who is uh, from the National Union of Women with Disabilities of Uganda. She's commemorating the 8th of March. She's She wrote uh, an article in her local newspaper and her uh, organization participated in a talk show uh, on this day to bring focus to women with disabilities in Uganda. And we have one of our Mozambican fellows, which is also quite a big uh uh, alumni group, uh, Macy Sumbana from 2011. My God, that's a long time ago. The pro <laughs> the guest program had like its first pilot uh, program in 2009, the first actual uh, cohort, big cohort of fellows in 2010. And then Macy here is from 2011. Um, she is working on uh, maternal, newborn and child health and working on specifically integrating uh, a gender angle uh, in into this work. So she's designing this training package to be used for health professionals uh, and community groups uh, in Mozambique. Yeah, and just hearing about all these stories and all the work that our alumni are, are up to, it's just um, it's mind-blowing mm -hmm. every year. It is. Oh, I also want to mention this one. Uh, this is another one from Uganda, because talking about... Gender disparities, uh, gender disparities in education. We have here Esther Namitala, also a 2020 uh, guest. <laughs> Hello. She's working with a team of professors from Makerere University uh, and Kiamboko University in, in, in Uganda. And she's implementing this action project called Whole University Approach Kicking Sexual Harassment Out of Higher Education Institutions in Uganda. The abbreviation being the KISH project. I love that. The project is funded by the government of the Republic of Uganda, Makerere University Research and Innovations Fund, and implemented by the School of Women and Gender Studies at Makerere University. And to those of our listeners who don't know, there are a lot of universities in the Nordic countries, in so many Western countries, that still do not have gender studies on their program. This has been in Makerere, at Makerere University in Uganda for years and years and years. And, you know, I hate to say this, but when I talk to people about the fact that there is an established, well-established women's and gender studies program in Uganda, people are like, really? And these are like some of those misconceptions that I really, really want to, you know, that's like a wrong that I really want to write. The fact that people don't know that. Um, and so what Esther is doing with this project uh, via the Women's and Gender Studies uh, Department at Magadeta University is she's going to have student clubs. She's going to have uh, online courses on sexual harassment. There's going to be a men's hub uh, and there's going to be an online web-based system to deal with uh, sexual harassment in higher education. So great stuff happening. Yeah, absolutely. And just to add to that, um, Magadeta University, as you say, 
Um, and the women or School of Women's and Gender Studies is celebrating the 30th um, anniversary. 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. They were hoping to do a huge conference this year to just to celebrate that and celebrate the fact that gender studies is an active study mm-hmm. at Makerere University. So that's absolutely great. And also to add, add uh, Makerere University is a Erasmus Plus uh, partner. And um, Uganda is also one of our longer standing partners, um, our, our guest program, that I mean. And we've so far had 29 fellows coming from Uganda. Mm-hmm. So, and that's just the pleasure. Every year we have one, two, up to four or five um, Ugandans. So, and it seems like a big portion of those 29 have the name Harriet. Yes, this is true. <laughs> we actually, wait, I, I, I have it right here. I actually have... I'm just going to go on our website right here and I'm going to search. Actually, if you go on our website, which you can do on uh, GEST, just guest.org, you can go in and uh, at the top bar, you can go, you can click alumni and then go down and click fellows and you'll get to a fellows directory and you can like explore uh what fellows have been there in what years from what countries what type of courses they're taking and more importantly what type of final project have they made what project did they bring with them home uh to implement in their home countries and we realized uh, a while ago that if we type in the name harriet wait why is it not working Oh, because I say it's from Kosovo. <laughs> there are no Harriets from Kosovo. If I put in the word Harriet, we have one, two, three, four, five Harriets, all from Uganda, mm-hmm. all from the same country. So for some reason, it's a really, really popular name <laughs> in Uganda. And then last but not least, because you mentioned Kosovo, um, Rita Berisha, she was a fellow with us 2019. She actually came through a Rasmus Plus um, partnership agreement with the University of Pristina. She shared with us that she's currently working with the Kosovo Women's Network on the second edition of Women's Discrimination in Labor in Western Balkan. Very impressive. Um, so what they're looking at now is that they are working with all governments um, to change the maternity leave as as it is the biggest findings that people are scared to employ women to due to the maternity law. So they're just trying to fix that and networking and probably advocating and pushing for it. So it's very, very impressive. And she also puts a note that the network, the Kosovo Women's Network, is and other activists are organizing the 8th of March protest in the capital. Um, and they protest, they don't celebrate. Yeah, exactly. I saw that too. <laughs> we don't celebrate International Women's Day. We're protesting yeah. on International Women's Day. That's the way to do it. We are going to call up the recipient of the 2020 Guest Alumni Fund, Chinene Anekwe. So the Guest Alumni Fund finances projects promoting gender equality and social justice that are led by guest alumni. And through the fund, guest issues this annual call for proposals that focuses on uh, advancing gender equality and promoting gender transformative approaches to achieve social change. And Chinene Anekwe received this grant for the Project Business Booster Program for 100 Rural Women Energy Entrepreneurs. And this grant will fund community sensitization to programs for 100 women energy entrepreneurs in each of the 25 states where uh, her organization, Solar Sisters, operates. So I am very curious to know how Chinene got to working with uh, gender and energy. Vietis, why don't you call her up? Sounds good. Are you dialing? Yeah. (laughs)
Hi. Chenene, are you there? Yeah, hi. Hi, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. And you? Good. Um, thank you for being with us today. Could you start by just sharing with us a little bit about what you're working on these days? So my name is Chineyane Kwe, and I work as a project manager with Solar Sister Nigeria, a social enterprise that is committed to powering communities via women enterprise. And then what the work we do basically revolves around providing women with economic opportunities, providing them with um, all the support they need, um, trainings, um, all the tools and resources that they need in order to build sustainable clean energy enterprises. And then, of course, help to close the distribution gap of clean, of clean energy in, 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 in the last mile and then in unserved and underserved communities. So the work we do actually revolves around this. And the past six years, I have worked, um, to aid over 2,500 women entrepreneurs to start and sustain clean energy enterprises in Nigeria. And these women have been able to reach close to 1.2 million users with clean energy products across different communities in Nigeria. What brought you to Solar Sister? It's actually from personal experiences so far. So I have a master's degree in public health. And then during my public health, this, during my, my internship days and the school, I worked in communities, rural communities in northern Nigeria. So, um, on, on public, on strictly public health projects, actually, like polio, um, eradication, like uh, malnutrition. But my, my attention shifted because I noticed the way women are really suffering as a result of energy poverty. You know, I go to house households to engage with uh, women and then their husbands on how to improve their health status. And then I see women spending almost, almost 12 to 16 hours of the day in the kitchen cooking. So they cook in the morning, they cook in the evening, and they, they cook in the afternoon and they, they cook at night. They, they almost don't leave the kitchen because they have to cook with firewood. And then I also, on my way to those communities, I see young girls that are supposed to be in school fetching firewood from the bushes. And of course, their male counterparts are in schools and then these girls are, are just fetching firewood and others. And then you still come back and then you meet their mothers and even the girls still inhaling the dangerous and toxic smoke of, 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 um, from firewood while they are cooking. I want to, I want to cite a typical example. I met one particular woman. She fries what we call gari. That's it's made from cassava, um, for her living. And then when I met her, she broke down and started crying. She told me, she said, Chine, I went to meet my doctor. And then my doctor said, I have only two years to leave. I said, why? So because she fries gari for her living, and of course she fries that gari with firewood. She has accumulated, she has inhaled a lot of smoke that her lungs are deeply affected. And that, and she can only stay up to that two years if only she can stop frying Gary with firewood. And then she was asking me, I wish I had a cleaner alternative to doing, to, to doing this my business. And this really touched me. And trust me, by that time, I didn't know anything about Solar Sister. I don't know that there's an organization that is working with, with women and rural communities to bring access to clean energy to them. 
So it was really, it was really, um, it really affected, it really, um, it really touched me a lot. And then because I sleep in those communities also, at night, in the small huts where I sleep, I managed to go around the communities and then I still see these households um, literally lighting their homes with paraffins, lighting their homes with open fire, open flames, and all these things we are really so touchy to me. And then a friend of mine told me that there's an organization called Solar Sister. And I asked, what do they do? And my friend mentioned it to me and I said, yes, this is what I have been looking for. And then as I entered Solar Sister, I still started seeing lots and lots and lots of reasons why to remain with Solar Sister. Let me end with this story. I also... um had a story of a woman she has two children and then she was pregnant with the third one and labor started in the middle of the night as usual and she had to rush to the hospital with the husband but of course it's a totally off-grid community but there has to be light for these little children at home so they had to pick a candlestick and and put and put it and, and lit it for the children in the house and then they left to the hospital. By the time they came back, the candle burnt down, burnt down the house. Of course, killed the two children. They are too small, so they couldn't do anything for themselves. They couldn't escape. And that was how this woman entered another cycle of trauma. And I was like, if this woman had just a little portable solar lantern, this would have been able to solve, this would have been able to um, abate a situation like this. If we actually empower these women, if we actually give them the tools and the resources that they need, they will really be able to make the desired impact that we need in the not only in the energy space but in the whole developmental in the whole development space. And so far, so far, we have really been able to see tremendous results empowering these women to reach the last mile, the underserved, and the unserved communities with clean energy. I'm afraid that uh, this uh, will have to mark the end of our podcast. So everyone, thank you so much for listening in on our 8th March special. I just want to take the opportunity to share that. Um, so if you're listening and you're, you want to join us in Iceland from January to May 2022 and then reach out to your supervisor ask them to send in a nomination that you can find on our website at guest.org happy 8th of march everyone bye bye